Hello and welcome to the Anointing Skate Podcast. Uh, I am Matt Moody, uh, but you all know the underdog, best ball champion of the NHL streets, DJ Mitchell, joining me for a very special 14-game Thursday slate. So, uh, DJ, uh, no pod Tuesday, obviously, but uh, belated on air. Congratulations. Uh, how you doing on this fine Wednesday evening? Yeah, I'm no, it, it was really cool. I, it was definitely a different experience than uh, like I had people, uh, you know, just being like, you know, like, are you that excited? And I'm like, I am, but it felt like I was like hoarding off people instead of like, I don't know, it, it's just such a long sweat. And I, I was in the lead for so many days with this team that I lost it like the like on Saturday. I get it back on Sunday with the Rust goal. And um, no, it, it's been really, really cool. Uh, did all the math today, kind of added everything up, totaled it together. I've had people kind of asking me questions about next year, about like, you know, and, and the Zamboni a little bit as well. And stuff to come with the Zamboni, it's been a little bit behind, but we're going to get a lot of stuff for the playoffs uh, in general coming with underdog and, and puck luck and everything. Um, but next year, I think we're going to have a really, really good plan of action to get everything out there. I'm uh, just happy to win the crown. Like the money's great. I'm not going to like, you know, obviously I'm really excited about the money. Like it's going to be nice. Going to do a couple of things with it, of course, but just like everything that you like put together, the articles, uh, I know the math, like you and, and Jay were huge helps on a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, doing all the streams and everything and just being like, this is going to help people with money. And then to go out and win it. It's just like, yes, it freaking happened. Yeah, no, so like, um, still waiting for underdog to make the tweet, still waiting for my, <laughs> my ring in the mail i assume i get one but yeah a uh, true wire to wire domination with uh with you know everything we'll do uh we'll do like a season-long recap show uh, i believe i i think i hinted yeah. that on air maybe, maybe i didn't but uh my plan is to over the next uh i don't know when exactly but sometime between now and like the dead of the off season so you know next couple months that that ballpark uh, to go through some of our like preseason shows where mostly underdog related, but we talked about, you know, teams and players and, you know, the, our thoughts basically and predictions and whatnot. Just pull out the good stuff, pull out the bad stuff. Uh, having the backdrop of a 10K winner in there is pretty fun. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it should be a good show, but that's something that we do plan on sort of digging into more specifically uh i think that's pretty entertaining when like establisher run does it and there's not too many places that are you know going back to poke fun at themselves which uh i think i think we do a good job of that because we're just a bunch of donkeys that sometimes luck into money and uh yes yes uh winning is just a relief losing sucks but winning is just relief so um just just real happy to to see you just cap off uh an awesome year but in any case uh we do have 14 games here on, on Thursday. So um, it, it's a mess out here. Uh, the slate sucks. I mean, yeah. the Masters killed everything. I honestly, I honestly thought about pulling the plug on another show, but that was like, you know, uh, we don't know shit about baseball. So that, that pod would be garbage. <laughs> um, you know, the Masters are going to start in uh, what, 10 hours. So no go there. Like, are we really going to do a Zamboni podcast? I don't think so. So, you know, let's just talk about the hockey. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do, we, we we'll would do spend a lot of time waiting for the waiting for the draft to fill. Um, I, I do think that they'll start <laughs> filling pretty quickly yeah. as things get closer yeah. and closer. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit of a deterrent uh, for, for most people. But 
Oh, uh, yeah, Dinger, you know, Dinger being obviously baseball starting. Uh, now the Masters, you know, that that best ball contest oh, yeah. is done. I, I think hockey will get pretty crazy uh, in the next week. So looking forward to having my enter fingers ready before I inevitably get, get bored, yep. you know, 20 drafts. Yeah, 20, yeah, 21% for now, but that would go in unbelievably quick clip if people really get going on it. And yeah. I, I plan on uh, getting my, I think I have 64, I think 63, something like that left to do. So I will be maxing it for sure. Um, and I'm going to, as soon as we finish this up, I'm going to finish the albatross. I, I honestly, like I was going to make more lineups, but once I made my 150 drafts, I was just like, I really can't look at these players any longer and just sit here on DraftKings <laughs> and try to figure out the masters. Um, it's yeah, just no, honestly, like, and, and like my thing with golf is it need to be perfect every week to win any sort of money it feels like you know if you're not super high stakes and at the masters it's like it feels magnified for some reason because it's not a very big cut like how many players get cut like 20 like what is it something ridiculously small right there's there's probably going to be like 10 owned dfs players like you know like golfers that get cut because there's so many of like the you know the old guys to get invited for just you know the shits and giggles aspect of the tournament um, you know, the it Masters just, kind of sucks uh, as, as a golf tournament, but whatever. The it, green jacket is yes, green like, jacket, so. like, that is exactly my point. Is like, but like, of course, I had to throw a couple in the ring for the million maker, but yeah, let's get to the hockey. Thanks, everyone. By the way, I had a lot of good wishes. Hopefully, more to come on just the hockey front at Underdog. And I know Jimmy is listening right now. I mean, I think what did we say today's his birthday or tomorrow? Doesn't matter. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Let's talk about underdog another time. And we'll get to what you want to listen to <laughs> for your birthday. Yeah. DraftKings. Perfect. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll do a quick betting preview. But I mean, honestly, at this point in the year, I almost turn off the money lines and stuff because things get nuked to a different degree. And people are kind of, I think, galaxy braiding quite a bit. Um, and I, I just don't have a ton of interest. So I'm going to run through it. Very fast. We have Blue Jackets at Devils. I mean, my my God, the Devils are just absolutely monster favorites, honestly, to a degree that I'm almost considering taking like plus one and a half on Columbus. I'm just going to put that to the side for now. Plus 130. I probably not even going to bet it because the Blue Jackets are terrible. Um, the Wilds, I wasn't, I guess, shocked by this, but they are, you know, road dogs at Pittsburgh. Really get coming down to must win territory for Pittsburgh. So do with that information what you will. Um, it's actually priced pretty accordingly on puck luck as of now, but a lot to lot could change, a lot to come. I think the Penguins are a much better team than they get credit for, but their goaltending has been so incredibly bad that it certainly doesn't help. Um, just no thank you on this game. I, I can almost see the over six being in play, but no Kaprizov. Um, I don't know, kind of feels unnecessary, but the over six, if anything. Washington at the Canadians. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just these teams are both bad. I don't care about this game. Um, Canadians are plus 135 if you're wondering what the odds are as of now. And I think the Capitals are a much, much better team. So maybe, uh, but I'm going to move on. Buffalo, uh, this is, you know, the, the must win of must wins in Detroit. Um, it's been great watching Devin Levi. I really enjoyed, obviously I was super mad when they lost, but I really, really enjoyed like in retrospect, the feeling of like, the Sabres had an important game in April. I haven't had that feeling since I was but a boy. Um, yeah, then been a while. So really cool, but I don't really think this game's all that worth betting. I think a lot of people are going to kind of pile on the Sabres. Tage Thompson does not look himself. If you watch any of that Florida game, you might say, well, Florida's also good, but 
yeah, they were getting Casey Middlestead out there with Tuck and Skinner late in the game. I, I just, I kind of worry about the Sabres team right now being actually really good. Um, and I think this line is going to get pretty bet on because people I think are going to read into, uh, you know, the, the importance of the game more than maybe they should. Ottawa is at the Panthers. Again, huge game for the Panthers. Don't think I need to say too much on that. Uh, it's a seven total. Feels like a real big goaltending type of uh, reasoning when I don't think it profiles to as like a clear cut over seven, but there should be some goals here. I think it'll be fun. And I think people will definitely look at the Panthers as they probably should. Um, pretty big favorites. I don't think I'm betting it. Toronto, Road Dogs in Boston. Um, you know, I really am going to start to start to really think about this Boston team and betting against them a little bit more. I, I know they're kind of playing for history and it's not like they're giving up, but man, I mean, they're going to continue to rest players. But then again, Toronto has been too. Um, not maybe to the same extreme and it's kind of been a day-to-day thing with them, but they did uh, rest. Well, I guess they rested well. O'Reilly. And wasn't one of the guys they rested? I can't get a defenseman. I don't know. They're, they're, Is it all, didn't O'Reilly return from injury? Yeah, they didn't play uh, him. Steel. He might be back. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they rested. They rested Marner one night, and they. I I know. Um, what's his name? Uh, Duba said that they will embrace some level of load management, and um, just keep an eye on and both of these teams. Um, you know, before if you're playing them, which I wouldn't really highly suggest, anyways. Yeah. Keep an eye on them because they, there is at least some load management with both. Um, Tampa on a back to back at the Islanders once again. Very big game for the Islanders. Don't think I need to, you know, tell you that twice. Sorokin uh, has started, I believe, every single game for uh, the, a month. Um, he's back in net again, shockingly. Uh, I, I could see the scenario where you talk yourself into the Islanders. I, I think people will. They're actually favorites against Tampa, which feels a little bit odd. So I think this is already getting bet that way. I think I'm just not going to do it myself. Kind of feels unnecessary, although it will probably be Elliott in net. Um, Carolina at the Predators. Oh my God. Yeah. These games just all suck. Um, I kind of like the under five and a half. If anything, but both these teams don't want to score goals and they're bad at scoring goals right now. And, um, the Predators are probably, you know, be, be playing sorrows. So maybe I'll put the under five and a half at plus money. I might end up doing it. Rangers back to back at the blues. I might be going to talk about this game. I'm just not betting it. The Rangers just scored a hundred goals against Tampa. They're, they're good. They score goals minus 180. I, I'm not going to do it on a back-to-back with almost nothing to play for. The Flyers are huge underdogs at Dallas. Dallas does kind of have something to play for. Like first place in their division is still very up for grabs that I kind of, do they have it right now? Oh, I, I don't know. No, they head. are. Uh, but so so we'll, we'll do, and, we'll, we will do a ahead. motivation breakdown after your, your, your uh, betting okay. nonsense. Yeah. Skip, skip this game. Who cares about it? It's a five, it's a six total huge favorite for Dallas. Who cares? It's stupid. It's a terrible game. The Flyers suck. Uh, LA at Vegas, a much more interesting game, I think, from a DFS perspective, potentially. But um, I think as we've talked about almost every slate, well, with like honestly, I think we talked about this exact game recently where like I kind of was like, I like this game a lot. And I might bet the over. And then you're like, actually, no, this game sucks and ended up sucking. Remember that? That wasn't this exact game. Where we like adamantly disagreed and you were totally right. I don't know. Uh, I there. thought it was Edmonton and LA, but I don't know. Eh, maybe in Edmonton. Like, it doesn't matter. I think this game will be pretty boring. Like, I could in any case, see games six, involving I, games involving the Kings have really sucked uh, lately. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 
a good way to put it. And then also games involving Vancouver, not have been not as much fun. They're big, big favorites against Chicago, um, who I mean, they're they're really trying to screw themselves out of getting that top seed for Bedard. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think I could get in good conscience bet them or really Vancouver minus 215 just feels like a fool's errand in a game I certainly don't want to watch. Um, maybe the under there, I, I could see where you go under six and a half at plus money, but you're going to be betting on goaltenders that I, I don't normally like to actually put money on myself. I think there'll probably be better lines in this game from a prop perspective as there often are, but actually this game, you know what? I'm going to put the under in, in the mix. I'm, I was going to keep it there for now. Arizona, huge underdogs at Seattle. Uh, okay. Let's move on. This game sucks. I'm not going to bet it. Uh, maybe the under six and a half, but Arizona is giving up touchdowns every night. Um, just don't think it's quite necessary. And finally, Colorado at the Sharks in the Eric Carlson going for 100 points. Has he got it there yet? He hasn't gotten there yet, right? I don't think so. Where is he at? No, I think he needs like, yeah, whatever. He's we'll at be. 96. I'm not going to bet it. I think, um, you know what? Let's go with the totals. You know what? I like the totals. We'll go over six in Minnesota, Pittsburgh, under five and a half Carolina, Nashville, under six and a half Chicago, Vancouver. Those seem like fun. Let's go totals. Totals are better. Scoops the money lines. They're terrible. I like those. Um, okay. I yeah, Islanders, uh, Tampa seem could be a good one too. But you get the Brian Elliott gold set. Any anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. So we have fourteen yeah, games. Yeah. Just quickly summarizing the incentives for any of these teams in case uh, that's something you're trying to use. Toronto, Boston, they are basically locked into their positions of one and two in the Atlantic. Uh, it would take a massive failure for Toronto to not have home ice at this point. Like you said, the, the load management should be beginning in, in full swing. Uh, Buffalo and Detroit, technically, there's still incentive to win hockey games. Detroit's, I think, a couple games or maybe one game away from being mathematically eliminated. But, you know, uh, it's still some incentive there. Ottawa, Florida, a clear incentive in that game, uh, particularly for Florida, but Ottawa also in the hunt. Washington, Montreal, dead, done, dusted. Columbus, New Jersey. Uh, Columbus obviously has nothing besides tanking. Uh, and New Jersey has uh, quietly sort of locked up that two slot in the uh, in the Metro. Um, it would take them basically blowing this game against Columbus to, you know, be at, be at risk of losing that position. Um, so they're five points up. I don't think they're doing much. Uh, they also can't really catch Carolina either. They're just kind of like in this murky middle, uh, at the two slots. So we could see some resting in New Jersey, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, uh, both teams have a significant amount to play for Minnesota in the, uh, three deep pool of basically both divisions out West are like separated by less than a couple games. Uh, all teams are mathematically tied based on points between Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota. So clear incentive there for both teams. Uh, Tampa Islanders. Tampa has virtually nothing to play for. Uh, like I said, especially now that they just lost to the range, the Rangers, uh, they're not catching Toronto. So we're going to see guys rest for sure. Um, maybe not this game, but like, you know, don't be surprised when the Islanders are going against an NHL squad, I guess is my, uh, is my warning. Carolina, uh, like I said, locked it up. They're probably not pressing. Uh, Nashville still uh, very much in contention for wildcard slot. Uh, Rangers, St. Louis, again, Rangers, not really a whole lot to play for on a back-to-back. We'll see. 
who knows if they sit guys or not. Philly, Dallas, Dallas, yes, incentive. Chicago, Vancouver, who cares? LA, Vegas, huge game there. Uh, Vegas wins this one. They pretty much lock up the division uh, and therefore the Western Conference. So uh, we're at least a couple games out from Vegas resting guys potentially, but they have a strong upper hand. Colorado, San Jose, Colorado, major incentive. And Seattle, uh, very little to play for there. Um, they are not moving out of the, the number one wild card slot. Um, you know, barring something spectacular. So, so we could also see guys in Seattle resting. All right, there's your rundown. I mean, holy hell, we could go through the 14 games, but basically we're just going to do quick hits on each of them because, you know, uh, there's not a lot to talk about that we know ahead of time. And a lot of this stuff will be shaped by uh, late breaking news and uh, whatnot. So let's start with Toronto, Boston. Uh, do you have anything here for us uh, that's official besides, I guess, Ryan O'Reilly's back? Um, everything else I think is conjecture, though, at this point. Is is that right? Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I think saying almost anything is official seems a little bit thin, other than O'Reilly is like, is, did they say officially he's in the lineup? I'm trying to think yeah. of even. Yeah, he's, he's officially that. in. It's okay. Okay, I, I would just, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to play this game. It, it's a little too pricey for me on both sides. Um, and I really won't trust anything until I see these teams hit the ice for who's out there playing for sure. But uh, no, this game isn't of any interest to me because all of the guys that you want are, you know, Pasternak, almost 10K. Austin Matthews, uh, 9,400. It's just, I'm not going to go here myself. Yeah, uh, Boston has lost, uh, what, I think they've lost like two games in the past three weeks or something. Um, like, yeah. even though they're resting all these dudes, it just doesn't matter. They're still really good. So I don't really think that matters. I, yeah, I, I don't like them. I'm... Pricing's a little oh, interesting if we get multiple Toronto guys sitting. Like O'Reilly and Bunting, I think, are, you know, if they're in the top six and top power play alongside like a Matthews or Marner or something and say like Tavares, Nylander are out, then we sort of start getting interested because they're only 4K. Um, but for right now, you know, all these Boston guys, I don't see anyone getting a huge boost for, you know, their prices if someone sits. And for Toronto, everyone seems pretty fairly priced outside of those two who have a lot of uh, conditional value. Buffalo, Detroit. Uh, I was going to say the same thing about Tage and, and honestly, Dowling too. I think they're, you know, just trying to get through this season. Uh, they're very clearly banged up and, uh, you know, still very good at hockey, but I don't know they're worth uh, significant price tags. Um, if they're favored in a game against Detroit, maybe that increases ownership too. So not a whole lot to love here. Um, Detroit's top line is always kind of interesting just because, I don't know, they, I'm pretty sure they have like three hat tricks on the top line in the last five games uh, between Perron and Larkin. So, um, you know, it, it's there. I don't really think you can chase it. Uh, Devin Levi, minimum salary. If he starts again, you know, that's probably going to be a decent way to attack goalie. Um, but, you know, uh, whatever. It's goalie. Who cares? And uh, anything you care about in this game otherwise? No, not at all. It, it's an Correct. ugly game. Um, like, like I said, like Tage Thompson is just not 100%. I think Darlene is closer to 100%, but the the team runs through both these guys, and I just 
I don't think I'm going to go there. Uh, and I'm just not interested in Detroit. We can move over to a game that, like I already mentioned, I think is pretty interesting. And I, I don't think it's going to get overlooked, but Ottawa, Florida, I think will be a really good spot to get some DFS exposure. Yeah. Um, you know, Ottawa kind of refuses to, to, to really die. Um, they, they lost a couple tough ones against Toronto and Carolina, but um I don't know. They weren't they weren't god awful. It feels though like Florida is just going to put the, the boots to these final five games and say, like, yeah, this is the team that won the president's trophy not last year. We're not missing the playoffs to the fucking islanders. Like, come on, people. Um, so you know, Ottawa's just kind of expensive. We've seen Ottawa get uh, decent ownership as well. Just but these prices are too low for Ottawa. And it's just a thing where, you know, if the optimizers pick up on that, like, yeah, you're going to get 15% on guys where there's just really no reason for it, in my opinion. Um, are you chasing this for Hagee stuff? Um, you know, now that he's lost his top power play job, that the shots haven't gone away, though. So it's kind of one of those things where 7,300, like, do you just play him, like, with a Matthew Kachuk and just hope for the high-end, like, five-point game at really low ownership without that power play job? Or uh, are, are you just, like, sort of fading uh, on the Florida side? Oh, that's a really good that's a good way. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it is tough. It, it definitely got a lot tougher that he is not a, a top power play, and they decided Ekblad was going home uh, to the top. Yeah, I... I, I think if I'm playing Florida, I'm definitely going to get overexposed and get like four men stacky. So I, I could see myself going like Barkov, the Chuck, and for Hagee with like Montour or something. I, I could see that fitting in. Okay. It's getting expensive though. Yeah, it's really expensive. Um, there's some spots for value um, on the slate. Um, you know, we talked about Eric Brandstrom like last week with all these defensive injuries in Ottawa. And uh, I don't know if it would shock anyone to find out that he's not really doing much uh, with the minutes because he's not like a high rates guy or anything. Um, I don't know that they have anyone that I would be, you know, super thrilled about like bringing it back with, so to speak. Um, but, you know, with Chikrin and Shabbat on the shelf, we're, we're looking at some value with the Ottawa decor. Um, it's just a matter of finding anyone you feel confident in their floors because, you know, obviously they have like block shot upside and some, you know, time on ice base, like a cruel stuff um, with these really low prices. But there's really no one who's like super reliable in that regard. So I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of just avoiding it altogether. but. You know, uh, that's an obvious spot if you're looking for punts to go with Ottawa defensemen. All right, uh, Washington, Montreal. Um, I I have not seen Montreal lines from practice, if they practice Wednesday. But last game, they tried Nick Suzuki playing with Sean Farrell. Um, I can confirm it did not go well. They lost 5 nothing to Detroit. Um Montreal is getting embarrassed now somehow. Like all season, they've been this pesky team. And all of a sudden, they add Sean Farrell, who I'm like, hey, he might be something and try playing him. And the team just sucks now. So I'm sorry, Sean. I guess you're just not an NHL player. And I won't make that mistake again. 
Um, but like Marty St. Louis saying like, yeah, I would boo these guys too. It's like, damn, like this is a rebuilding year, fellas. Like you should be want to lose, you know, five, nothing and get outshot 51 to 14 against Carolina. Like that, that's the badge of honor this season with Bedard waiting, but they don't care. So maybe they're just salty. Florida's going to make the playoffs now. I don't know. Um, but all that aside, uh, anything from Washington because you know Ovechkin exists uh he has not been the monster that we would like to see from Ovechkin but 8400 he's a bit cheaper than some of these high-end pieces on the slate so any thoughts there oh god yeah I mean this this is a really bad Montreal team I I could see where you play Ovi because once again, where is his ownership going to be? Maybe he gets a little bit because of the matchup, 8,400. He's kind of been bad for a few games, so people might not play him. I, I really don't know. I, I could definitely see the scenario where, where you jam him in. Um, and I just don't know if I'm going to be one of those people that actually actually do it myself. Uh, I, I just... I feel like you're. I feel like it's a thin play with the price considered. But if ownership is low enough, I could see where you you might end up getting uniqueish. I'm trying to think. What do you think? Are people gonna play him? I don't think so. We've got Jack Hughes, same price against Columbus at yeah. home. We've got uh, we've got McKinnon at the top. Clearly, people love playing McKinnon. Patterson against Chicago. Like there's. I don't think people pay up for Ovi here, but, um, you know, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, Tom, Tom Bolson is no longer 3K. He's up to almost 5K now, 4,900. Feels tough to – it's yeah, it, it's uh, it's ugly, but I, I can see doing it to get unique, and it's not the dumbest play in the world because Montreal gives us a lot of shots. Ovi's going to see a ton of run. I mean, it's all about getting that record, and – like you're saying, there's a lot of what's well, 14 games. There's so many options on this slate that people might not get there. So I don't know if I'm going to have it, but I, I that's really the only spot I'm going to. Um, John Carlson also has been back, has been pretty good. There, there's a scenario, I guess, where you could get ultra unique with those two guys because they're. I think Carlson's pretty expensive. What's his price? Uh, why can't I find him? I'm blind. Yeah, 7300. It feels like a really contrarian way to go. Um, yeah, it's fine. I, I like John Carlson. Um, haven't yeah. really considered him much because I think he, you know, he came back what a week and a half ago, I mean, and uh, they've had some pretty unappetizing player. matchups. So the boy's been shooting the puck. That's for sure. I, I, I you know what? I feel like I've talked myself into it, and I, I was okay. like, I'm not going to do this like seven times, and I was sitting here like, you know what? I'm going to be the only person to do it. I'm going to be that, the that only person with six, six capitals. Um, yeah. All right. Columbus, New Jersey. Time. Okay. I really, really don't think Columbus is on anyone's radar for any sort of reason. Adam Bokefist has been awesome, but at 4k, I just don't think it's in any way, shape or form a good use of, uh, of your time or energy or any sort of, uh, any like a matter you may have in your body. Um, so I'm just, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not touching Adam Bogfist with the 10 foot pole on the slate, I'm certainly not going to like the top line or 
whatever kent johnson like you know some some of that nonsense so uh on the new jersey front uh we've got dougie continuing to do dougie things uh defensively and then we've got jack hughes at the center position continuing to do jack hughes things i feel like this is sort of where your spend up starts because honestly i don't know why jack hughes is a thousand dollars less than austin matthews and nate mckinnon um Maybe you can enlighten me, <laughs> um, but Jack Hughes playing with uh, Jesper Bratt um, feels like the way to uh, to do things here with Palat as like a potential one-off, but like, or sorry, like third wheel to that stack, but I'm not touching a one-off Timo. Like, it's just like, really, is this is what we're doing, New Jersey? Okay, whatever. That's fine. Um, but Brat feels like a really good price. Hughes is at a really good price, and just soap you smash the upside, like you know, three point game from both those guys in concert for one another. Um, so DJ, any uh, any additional thoughts there? I, th- I think that it, it's going to be. I think it's going to be somewhat chalky. There's a lot of mouth to feed on New Jersey, but there's plenty of opportunity against Columbus. I, I do think you need Columbus's goalie to keep you in the game, which happened. Uh, you know, Jack Reeves had like an absurd goal saved above expected. So absurd. They sent him right back down to Cleveland and they're like, get out of here. We, we brought you up here to lose a hockey game. What are you doing? Saving the buck too much against Toronto. Go back. We're back to Hutchinson. Right. So I, I do worry a little bit about that where of course you need, you know, you need your lines to score. And I'm saying, well, if the goalie doesn't, but like, man, you need them all to come through the right eyes if they don't end up needing to shoot the puck 40 times, which Columbus will give up. You know, if, if this is a close game, boy, you know, Columbus might give up 40 plus shots uh, easily. Yeah. And, and there's the mouths to feed, the way to get there. Like, I think if you're making a lot of lineups and you're just excluding New Jersey because they could be chalky, you're doing it wrong. If you're making one lineup and you're trying to be contrarian, New Jersey might not be the play for you, but they have monstrous upside. And I do agree that Jack Hughes is where it comes through. Um, I like him more than Timo, you know, as like a one-off type of guy, but I do like the idea of getting pieces of Timo and uh, and Pichier and, um, you know, Jack Hughes and Brad. I kind of like the idea of both. And I'm not opposed to Dougie Hamilton. That guy rocks. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, seconded. All right, uh, Minnesota-Pittsburgh. Um, we, we mentioned this is one of the few games with like significant incentives on both sides. Um, I continue to be sort of drawn in by the Simon song of Sidney Crosby's underlying, uh, like actually really solid expected fantasy point generation numbers. And he really just has not been getting it done. Um it's been kind of a disappointment, you know, like you're hoping for 30 plus and I'm not sure between him and Gensel, if they've even hit 30 in, in quite some time, like, uh, you know, let's see, I'm looking through since January or since March 1st, Gensel's hit 39 once. Otherwise he has not crossed 25 and Sidney Crosby has not crossed 30.1 and he did that on he did that on March 7th. So it's been almost a month and he's you know been in the 20, the teens, whatever. Um, so 
I say all of that because this game immediately screams, you know, from any facet, like the underlyings, the actual results with Matt Boldy going nuts. Like this game kind of screams like, yeah, we could get some serious goal action here. It's just a matter of can you spend up for Pittsburgh one when they have all these great underlying numbers, but just very little fantasy production to show for it. Uh, what, what do you think about this game and maybe how you would game stack it if you were so inclined? I like the over, so I guess there there is a game stack to be built here. Um, it's I mean it, it's a, it's it's too obvious to start with Gensel and Boldly and just go from there. I mean I, I don't know if you need like you don't need to get too weird if you're going to game stack this one because I mean I don't think it's going to be unbelievably piled on. Um, I understand that Boldly is if not the hottest player in the league right up there with the rest of them um, over the last. 10 games he has like 12 goals or something ridiculous. He has a ridiculous amount. Let me pull it up really quick. I had it right here. Um he's uh, who's he? He has 11 goals in the last 10 games. There it is. Um guy is on fire, gonna probably continue to get a monstrous role in this one. So I probably start with him and Erickson Eck and then you know Gensel with probably just Crosby and then build off of that. Like there is value on this slate and probably could end up being more as some teams use load management or rest players that are slightly injured. So I can see a scenario where you four man it, maybe throw in the tang, make it like a three, two and then go and move on. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been just combing through ideas and, not finding a ton else that I like. So, um, you know, maybe the, the Raquel Zuccarello pieces that the mid five range are like how you sort of capture some upside without sacrificing like that salary, like you have to spend on Gensel and Sid very specifically. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't really feel great to keep stacking without those guys either. So I might have to throw that idea in the trash. Um, but uh, Tampa, the Islanders. Let's uh, let's unpack this one because I actually do think that Tampa could very well uh, rest some players here. Uh, they are, we, you know, we're almost certainly going to see Brian Elliott in goal for Tampa. We know that even though goalies don't matter, there is a very big difference between a Brian Elliott-backed uh, Tampa team and a Vasilevsky-backed Tampa team. And the Islanders are fighting for their lives and everyone is just ridiculously cheap you know Bo Horvat uh he was 7k for a while he's back down to earth uh now a lot of that has been his regression hitting but now it's gone too far the other way you know he's he's regressed so hard that now he's due for some positive regression here and he's the most expensive guy on this team at 6500 you've got Noah Dobson and Anders Lee in the low 5k range and a ton of you know decent wing options for real cheap so um I guess, are you in any way compelled by my argument that like there's a lot of factors in the Islanders' favor here, or are you just like avoiding this game like the plague that it probably is? I hear what you're saying, and I don't think people are going to be on the Islanders, and I think if everything lines up in the exact capacity you're kind of alluding to, it makes sense, but I'm just still not going to do it. Like, Islanders are rolling four lines um pretty consistently every line seems to have one guy that's just a true 
net negative as far as producing offense. Like I don't understand why fashion is still with Horvat and Lee. Just, I don't get it. This guy is not going to produce a ton offensively and yet they're just going to roll him out there. Um, cool. Angval, Nelson, Palmieri, just it, nothing makes it move at all. I, I don't know where I go other than like, all right, I guess I just do Dobson Horvat. I think that's sort of what you're alluding to, to allude to maybe. And I do neither, think that's like, no one in this. Yeah. Like I think that's like the only way you do it. Like you do it something like a skinny stack, which is fair. And I get why, but I don't think I'm going to have it personally. Like I could see this being just an absolute sludge fest, not enough to go around, not enough points to really bring it all the way home. Um, and, and you're just sitting there with like a, like an eight in your lineup from, you know, one of those two guys and maybe a, a 12 and you're like, well, that's just not enough. It's 14 games late. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, boy, that certainly does stand out as having upside. Um, and just sort of poking through his underlying, he has one goal in his last 10 games on 28 shots. Those 28 shots have been, you know, supposedly worth about three and a half expected goals. So, you know, some, some major regression coming in that direction, you would think. And, you know, against the Brian Elliott, like that's something where I'm totally fine being like the only guy in a contest, you know, in the, the higher stake stuff, like with Bo Horvat, like I think he has upside. You're probably right about these other pieces though. I'm just not really getting there despite some decent uh, roles for their price tags. So uh, let's just move on to actually any, any interest in Tampa, you know, we don't know what's going to transpire here, no, but no, any interest no, no. in a sub AK Kucherov. Okay. All right. No, figured no, I, no. I would ask, but Carolina Nashville. Um, yeah. Tommy Novak will just continue to shoot 20% for the rest of his life. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, any, you know, any Good thoughts there? Good for him. Okay. Whole um, thing. Hundred percent. Um, I just like, don't maybe get if why. you're like, you know what? Yo, yo, like, why would they make him cheaper? He, he went, he went for twenty nine in thirty one, and they're like, hey, you were five k last game at forty six hundred. Let's go. Like, I don't Carolina, know. but other than that, I don't know. yeah. If you play Tommy Novak now, Matt, I gotta tell you, you've missed the boat. <laughs> Like now you're gonna jump on. You know what? Yeah, he got he got a little a, a marginally cheaper for his Carolina after after nuking two slates. Today's the day. I finally get on that train. Got guys has what over the last ten Whoa. games he's averaging three point eight shot attempts per game, and now he goes against the toughest defensive matchup. What? Yeah, what I mean this is this is where matchups don't matter. You know, it's like. Like no team gives a shit except for like four of them, and Nashville's one of the teams that gives a shit here. So, you know that that's the that's the I only mean, compelling evidence I have. But you know for sure, I, I totally get it. This Probably Nashville team is it. just an offensive dud. Uh, I, yeah, just no, don't do it. This game sucks. Don't play this game. And I'm saying that now. I bet the under five and a half. It's going for twelve. I cannot wait <laughs> for Tommy Novak to have a hat trick on. He's gonna have. Two actual shots on goal. One of them's going to go like a pass that goes off a player and in. And I'm just going to be sitting here laughing hysterically into the abyss. It, it, this yeah. game sucks, though. There's nothing in this game that really sparks joy and excitement other than like, I feel like Brett Burns is actually a good play that no one's going to have. And like, that does make it 
me start to think, but I immediately get reminded that every other player, like not, not even like immediately get reminded that Aho and Nate Johnson are playing with Martin Duke, and they're probably going to sit with that. And then I'm like, Whoa, what is wrong with this? Like, well, I'm not doing it. <sighs> okay. Well, we still don't know about Roman Yossi. So that's the only thing I can say. It's yeah. just, uh, I feel like at this point, if you're playing Carolina, you, you've, you've sort of missed the plot. Um, yes. I don't know. Like what, what, what is this team doing? I don't know. Um, It'll be fun. Yeah. It, Rangers. Yes, please. There's many people having fun. Me with Carolina is not one of them. Uh, so Rangers. As we have uh, how many, like, it feels like this is like the revenge narrative game because every, like anytime these two teams play, it's like a lot of uh, old Faces in their new places, like Gusnevich like and Sammy Blay, right? Isn't Sammy Blay, Tarasenko? Um, yep. I mean, who else? So, see, I'm sure they're I'm already missing like three guys. Um, I'm not gonna try to Nico Mikola? one of them right now. There's Mikola, Mikola there. I was gonna say, there's a defenseman that's just not coming to my brain, and Truba did get hurt, so Mikola could get a bigger role. I, I don't know the severity of the injury. Uh, you saw it, you see the play. Looks weird. Uh, I did not see it. I yeah, the replay of it, it just looked weird. I I would be cautious. Um, Patrick Kane also didn't play. It seemed kind of load managey, although it seemed like they were like he's actually sick. I I just don't know. It it did seem a little bit odd. Um, but regardless, keep an eye on that. The Rangers aren't going to be starting everyone, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're cheap though. Let's just get right into it with the Rangers. They're not expensive. Um, like Zabinajad is 7,700 and then uh, no, really no one else is all that expensive. So it's very doable to get in, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I wonder what their ownership's going to look like because as I'm kind of already alluding to, it's a back-to-back. I don't love the matchup in general for from like a clear high upside perspective, but the Rangers team has how many, you know, five plus goal games in their in their game logs? Like how many players that have, if not broken slates, been very, very, very useful in their past, you know, five, 10 games. Um, guys like Panera that have 87 points in 77 games are 5,700. Like, is this gonna entice enough people? And am I gonna be one of the people that look at all the numbers, look at everything and say, wait, why why not throw in Kreider if Kane's out? You know, why not play Tarasenko on uh, versus old? team at 4,600. Like, I think it's all probably don't do it, but it's, it, it is convincing, especially if they're 11 and seven. Yeah. Open up your locker, reach in, uh, grab your shoelaces, uh, you know, uh, grab the, uh, grab the sneakers and lace Later, up those right? running shoes to chase the Chris Kreider right here. Um, you know, that the guy is, you know, uh, just another version of Joel Erickson Eck where, like, he'll do stuff one game and then he'll disappear for four games and you just never know what you're going to get. I uh, would totally recommend stacking him with uh, probably both Tarasenko and Zabinijad, honestly. But if Chuba were to miss, maybe Adam Fox steps into, like, a 30-minute game somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just a little unsettling that there's theoretically not a ton for the Rangers to play for um, because again, they're very unlikely to make up the three points on New Jersey that they need with four games to play uh, to sort of flip home ice there. Um, so 
I'm leaning toward a fade, but maybe we'll see what the status of Kane and Chuba is. If Kane plays, I think he's a decent option at 5,400. And that, that news will probably come post-lock. Um, so not the worst idea to sort of settle up on a, you know, eight o'clock or later BFS team and just say like, yeah, if Kane plays, you know, it's this. And if Kane's not playing, you know, you just switch yeah. to whatever Dallas or Vancouver or something. Well, so well, I guess the, the lucky thing is Kane and Kreider are like the same salary, a hundred off. So, you know, swapping isn't yeah. going to be too, too difficult. Um, and, and as you're already alluding to with, you know, Fox, like Rangers defense being in potential flux, you know, could, could Keandre Miller, I, I think he's probably the biggest beneficiary of that potential a, because, you know, if they are leading in the game, maybe they get a little more time on the second power play. He is a guy that's just going to see a lot of minutes at five on five. And I don't think that's going to go away. And we've seen the upside from him. Like he just does seem offensively gifted, um, you know, at 3,900, are you considering him at all? I'm not, no, but that's because I don't think he's very DFS relevant. Um, but, you know, um, we'll see. Changing circumstances. Said that next time I see him. Okay, sounds good. Um, all uh, right. Uh, Philly, Dallas. Blues, is it just, well, you just the blues that lots exist, of anything on them? Or? Lots of what? blues that exist here, DJ. Lots of blues. But none of them. Okay. Is, this a, no. is this a joke? Is this a joke to you? This is just real life. All right. The this blues entire slate okay, joke. This entire slate. This entire honestly, I feel like every game, like I'm like, we just get to the next one, and I'm like, ah, this game, like ah, not this game, and like <laughs> yeah. the rest of the slate's not that good either. So like, I like, and, and I am going to say we're off the we're off the, the freaking bat here. I could see myself playing Dallas one. I could actually see the scenario where I click on all three of them and well, I move on, and I just know that man, like this Jason Roberts and last game like what a what a freaking nature i mean this guy absolutely rocks and i just like i feel like i'm chasing something that like is very much a fool's errand and i know it too and like i could just i could see it happening um just what what yeah. are your thoughts does that something have to play for for you to feel good about it uh, yeah it turns out the dudes who have uh 10 points in their last three games are pretty good mm-hmm. um yeah i mean dallas uh, has a ton mm, to play blast. for here so I have no concerns about their, uh, you know, about their motivation or anything like it. I do have some concerns about their prices because now Miro yeah, is, yeah. is, you know, now he's 6,800. Um, Joe Pavelski is 6,200. Like these are guys you were getting for, you know, uh, 700 cheaper a couple weeks ago. And those prices add up. Um, so, uh, I'm okay with it. It's just, I'm not sure this is the right time to sort of get back on the Dallas train if you've not been uh, riding it to success uh, these past few smash lates that Dallas has provided. Um, I don't have anything from Philly. that thing where they smashed. Yeah. um, Ronnie Ronnie Adderd is going to probably play. Um, Yeah, yeah, honestly... You would think but the answer is obviously yes there, but it is not. He's a wing at 2,500, so <laughs> you know, it is what it is. He got power play time, though. Honestly, How honestly, many shots did he, he have? Be. Didn't he have, like, 
Yeah, he had five. like four. He had four, four. shots, two blocks. Four. Um, four. Like, I freaking rocks, man. He's, he's so fun, but you know, yeah, yeah, uh, whatever. It's a wing slot. I just don't know that. Two fun four towards. Like I don't know how much wing value actually exists on this god awful slate. So, um, I, I guess we'll good. see. I, I'll need to consult some uh, secondary sources to confirm that there's actually no good plays. But Adderd is like you know genuinely like decent. Uh, you know, like last man in for twenty five hundred type appeal. So uh, again, if I said it. I said it. He did get power play time last game, which is the main thing that I would be concerned with, and uh, we're getting at. So, all right, uh, Chicago Vancouver. Um, yeah, Vancouver, I mean, this, this is a game that. Okay, no, no, keep going. Never mind. It's, it's your uh, Vancouver in practice went back to Bavillier, Kuzmenko, uh, Elias Patterson. So, um, the Dakota Joshua experiment is thankfully over. Uh, just you know, just talk it, doing talk it stuff. Um, the only bad news is that both Kuzmenko and Besser are on the top power play, so there's no home for Bavillier up on the top unit. Uh, that said, you know, Patterson's obviously ungodly expensive, but Bavillier is 3,900, uh, and Kuzmenko is 5,500. Those seem perfectly fine. I mean, we know how good Patterson is. Um, you can even play the Lucas Reichel one-off bring back for Chicago. Uh, makes a lot of sense, too. So, uh, I kind of like this game. I know you said you like the under. I don't know that I love the under. Don't know that I love the over either. But it does feel like we're getting some decent concentration of minutes and offensive output um, at not that insane prices. Yeah. When you consider, you know, Bavillier sub 4K, what he's done alongside Patterson this year, it's been pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, the, I feel like the under six and a half at plus money is more of a, like, neither of these teams have been very good offensively, um, but Vancouver's been, like, you're kind of alluding to, a decent bit better. And, like, sure. and, I, I could I could see at these prices where you just get to Vancouver. My problem with actually clicking on all these Vancouver players is, like, how do you not click on Pedersen? And if you're not clicking on Pedersen, it kind of feel like, what's the point? And he's like the same price as Jack Hughes, who I just like more. So I don't think I'm going to get there myself because I just don't know if I'm going to make that decision. Um, but I mean, if you, let's just say, for example, you weren't going to play Pedersen, is there one or two guys that you're going to play? Or are you thinking like, I'm kind of thinking where it is just Pedersen? Yeah, I, I think it is Pedersen. Um, the the DiGiuseppe stuff, you know, it's fun to talk about and whatnot, but when you're paying 3,500 on a 14 game slate, you're really hoping for better than like fringe power play minutes uh, because, you know, they, 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 they have a main power play. It's not like they sort of like split and, you know, have risk that, that direction. Um, and so like, yeah, Pedersen's clearly just what makes things go. Um, and JT Miller's expensive too, to the point where it's not like you're gaining a ton by playing the, the second line just with how cheap Bavillier is on that top line. So, um, that's that's all I have. I we have some interesting like prospects on the Vancouver blue line, but nobody that I'm willing to say is good for DFS just yet. And uh, Chicago is 
Chicago. So I, I don't feel like I need to say much more. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that, you know, Taves did come back into the lineup and I think that gave him a small jolt, you know, like it's not like, not like they're any good still, but they did beat a, a Flames team that needed to win, which was kind of hilarious. Um, Adler to see you looked really good. I don't know if he's going to garner any ownership, but anyone playing with Reichel and Taves might just sort of make it, you know, into a couple builds because of it and his recent run, as I was kind of alluding to, yeah, which again, you're going to get your running shoes on and chase after to see you feels a little bit thin, but I don't think he's going to get piled on by any stretch. Well, just he's going to be the shooter I, on that line. I can I tell can you tell one him. thing. You're not going to catch him. That boy's fast. He is really fast. That's a good point. Yeah. Let's move over right. to a much more, ex- at least better watchable game. Albeit maybe not the most DFS relevant, but we have Vegas at LA, which I think has some potential of being a playoff matchup round one, but I think it's that that is starting to fade away down the stretch here. Um, so as you started off by saying, uh, the the goal scoring that that once was has kind of you know, it's actually funny. I just pulling up the last five games for both teams. There's like no, there's not a single player in the last five that has more than two goals on this in this game, like they've really spread the wealth. A lot of guys score. It just hasn't been concentrated. Um, you know, that could definitely change. Um, I find myself wanting to click on LA a little bit more. Although, mm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let you talk for a minute. I mean, we don't know on Viala. We don't really know on Theodore either, correct? We didn't get anything. Right. He wasn't there on Tuesday. That's right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what are you thinking here? Let, let me just uh, before I start saying something more off the cuff. I think, I mean, I don't know if I think this or if I know this, um, Nick Hague and Petrangelo remain the two best D plays on the slate, I think, with, with no Theodore. They're both just, they're both getting uh, lots of run for them. They're, they're just really good. Uh, ben Hutton has stolen the power play time from Nick Hague that, like, you know, just I don't really understand why. Um, so maybe you could go that route. But, you know, even before Petrangelo's multi-goal game uh, against yeah. Nashville that they desperately needed, you know, uh, taking that game to overtime, like you said, almost locks up the division for them, uh, even though they didn't get the, the final point. But, like, Petrangelo's been so good. He's taken so many shots. He's blocking a ton. Yeah. He's getting involved in the offense. So, um, you know, I, maybe ownership kind of comes in, but I don't think it does. I think you're getting a 2% on Petrangelo and he's got triple bonus upside for sure. I really like that play. Not sure why he's 70, 6,700 when guys like Dougie Hamilton and John Carlson are 500 more. Cause he's been every bit there equal, if not better over the last little stretch here uh, with no Theodore. So um, that's, I think basically it. Dora Fayev moved up to the Eichel and Marcia's O-line late last game. So the power plays are even harder to stack with uh, Nick Waugh, uh, Eichel, and Barbashev, like all on different lines right now. Um, so, yeah, it's a little weird, but I'm, you know, just I'm probably just playing a defenseman from Vegas and moving on. Um, I don't have any interest in LA their prices are still just too high in my humble opinion um so final no uh, Colorado yeah, exactly. 
I think you cut out. I didn't hear the last thing you said, but that's fine. I'm good to move on. All right. Uh, yeah, Colorado San Jose. We just saw this game. Uh, what Tuesday? Yeah, just just saw it Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, literally exact same game. Okay, why are they doing this? Schedule is so weird. It's yeah, like the, the NHL sixth is... time. You know, you, are you ready for Friday slate, Matt? There's nothing. I know that. There's no games on Friday, of course. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, let's be honest. Yeah. Thankfully, no, no, you no know, games. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually, the, the NCAA Frozen Four is tomorrow. It's Thursday. Sorry. Tomorrow when you're listening to this, today, it's uh, it's Thursday. Like, why didn't they think to, like, spread this out? I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know. I There's no, there's, there's no reason. It's just stupid. I don't yeah, get it. it is, I don't that is very stupid. Get it. Like, I want to watch the Frozen Four, and I'm going to be gambling, and it's like, I guess I'm gambling on both. Okay, let's move on. This game <laughs> is, to me, oh, as you're kind of, I feel like, starting to allude to, like, it, it kind of it kind of feels like one of those things where, on paper, I get Colorado in every capacity, right? Like, there's so many, but, like, it's just a, it's uh, um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on exactly the freaking term I'm trying to think of. Um, it's the, whatever. It's paying 9900 for McKinnon is basically what I'm trying to get at. It's just so freaking hard. Like it's, it's just, I'm not doing it. And I know the run's been unreal and I know the upside's there and there's all McDavid and all that. Stuff. Like I'm not clicking on him at 9900 So like, what's even the point, you know? And it's like, you got you know like to play McKinnon. You got to play. Do you know McCarr, who scored twice? Rantanen and McCarr's. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who scored twice last game? Uh, who wasn't named Nate McKinnon? I'm guessing it's someone on San Jose. It was. Uh, it was Kevin LeBanc. <laughs> is, is the Kevin LeBanc open? Uh, I don't know. Um, How many minutes? Hurdle had ten minutes. What the heck happened to Hurdle? Did he get hurt? Uh, yes, I want to say he did. Um, yeah, but, uh, oh, I so guess, he's back in yeah. I guess a similar thought yeah. is that, uh, this Daniil Gushkin character, uh, pretty good prospect. I have not done the full prospect deep dive on him, but he's come in and performed quite well, uh, in his first two games. So 3,100 for him. He's got uh, four shots in each of his first two games. And, of course, I just clicked away from his little page here. But, um, yeah, a goal and an assist in those two games, playing 15, 16 minutes. And it does sound like Hurdle's fine. So, like, he probably plays here. And Gushkin with him, like, that's a fine one-off play. And uh, I'll be honest, I think Ranton and McKinnon's pretty good here. And... That's it's good. mainly it's because so expensive. Yeah, I, I mean you're not wrong, but I kind of feel like San Jose has a better chance of putting up a fight than like the Columbuses, uh, the Montreals, like those types of teams. Like I just still think that San Jose is like the most likely to get you into one of those crazy game environments. Uh, so I could totally see like a McKinnon, Comfort, Devontae's, uh, Ranton. Uh, like four man stack with like a Gushkin one off, or even like a you know full on game stack with Eric Carlson because like these guys are all really good, 
And the Hurdle 5100 price tag still makes sense. Like, you know, th- these guys are still good. And yeah, they're not going to hit 100% of the time, but no one does. So uh, this is, a, I think, a really kind of could be a really fun environment. And you're getting tons of volume with Rantanen and McKinnon in there to sort of make up for the fact that they're really expensive. Like you're not taking guys that are point dependent. Like they could get 10 shots on goal easily and just still break the roof off the slate with even a couple points. So um, I don't know. I like that spot for sure. Uh, last game, Arizona, Seattle, I don't really like at all. I, I just, I think the the gravy train has run out on Arizona one. Everyone's playing them somehow. I don't think people play them on this slate, but they're also super expensive, and I just I don't care. Um, so, any final thoughts before we get to guarantee goals and uh, top stacks? No, I, I, I honestly I think that you've covered it really well, and honestly made the perfect point. Where I'm saying you're like, how do I possibly afford McCarr and Branton? And you just freaking bring it back because like the only way they actually get all the way there, and they have been shooting at an unbelievable believable clip and like everything makes sense but they need to be pushed and the guy like gushkin is shooting a ton he's a really good prospect i don't think people are going to include the pieces around him so i 100 agree it's either all or nothing in this game and um yeah it depends on how many lineups you make but i think if you're making a ton of different lineups because late in the year and you think people aren't going to be paying attention to the news and the opto bros might miss some stuff it, it, the problem is it's for 5k to first in the 15 dollar and not you know 25k yep which just to me is kind of like, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself the whole time, like I'm honestly going to build like one lineup and move on. I just don't care. I'm just going to drive. Like it's probably going to be 1500 to first on the underdog. Like why am I going to sit here and waste my time? That's Um, bold. I doubt it. (laughs) uh, God, you're probably freaking, actually it's probably up right now. Why am I even guessing? Let's just, you know what? Let's just take a quick. I don't think it is. It's not up yet. Okay. No. You literally don't care about hockey. Yeah, I think they, no, no. Okay, guaranteed stack old lotta gotta. Um, let me pull up the thing. And um, we didn't have a Tuesday one. I don't know what happened. I think last time we were like two for two or whatever. I'm gonna say that for now. Okay. Um good job, let me know when you're all right. Uh <laughs> let me yeah, I will um uh let's see, I will go like Colorado, I guess that that's fine. Uh, Colorado, just say McKinnon, Ranton, and Comfer. Uh, I'm keeping an eye out for Kale McCarr confirmation. I'm guessing we get Devontae's power play one value. Um, but obviously, if McCarr plays, that evaporates. Um, so that's the three. Uh, we mentioned the San Jose elements of a game stack as well. But um, yeah, that's the first one. As far as a second one, oh, okay. Um, did you want to take a second oh, one? Shoot, shoot, or, or... go for it. No, 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 go, 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 go. Everybody, go. Um, I will grab the. Uh, I'll go Vancouver. Um, I don't know that Pedersen, Kuzmenko, and Bovillier like fits with Colorado, for instance. Um, but I'm going to take it just because, like, I do think on the Chicago side, you can get that Lucas Reichel one-off action and uh, the Athanasiu stuff. Like, that, there's some ways to make Vancouver affordable as well. 
um with some elite pieces just maybe not like the full like stacking of a Colorado for instance so maybe like a one-off rant in or something goes with it um so yeah give me Colorado and Vancouver uh DJ what do you got for me Jack Hughes Brett Dougie Hamilton and then I'm just gonna do it Ovi Wilson Carlson I I, I, I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to have it tomorrow because I feel like I guess the later we went into the slate, the more I realized just like how few stacks are really, I love. And um, I, I honestly think I'm going to do two stacks or choose two. Then one of them will be that uh, Colorado San Jose game stack. And I also do really like the idea of the Minnesota Pittsburgh, but you know, maybe we'll include it in our guarantee goals. Who's to say Um, Matt, do you want to go first again? You seem ripping and roaring oh man i am so ripping and roaring for this slate um i will go with bo horvat 6500 guaranteed goal uh he's due some he's due to score some i think that tampa is low-key sneaky to rest some players here they're gonna start brian elliott and the islanders are fighting for their lives so let's uh let's get that correlation in there with uh with with my long-standing beliefs on incentives and like motivation and uh, lock in Bo Horvath for your first goal of the night. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, you Jeff, say. You know, bringing it all the way back, like while I think Cage isn't 100% right, I think that uh, Skinner and uh, Tuck are, are awesome. I think that they're putting it all on the line, and I, I really think that they're going to, yeah, I think Jeff Skinner. Okay. Um, That's what I think. Well, thank you for sharing what you think. What's the salary? Uh, $6,700. Oh, okay. God, of course. $6,700. Yeah, everything just disappeared on okay. me. I, cl- I accidentally clicked on the ticket thing. Okay, back. Let's see. Uh, looking at the forty-four and 4500 guys, since you're going to have to go 43 and under, um, I'm feeling reasonably spicy about Jason Zucker. And I feel like we've there taken him recently, which is not fun. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I don't think it was me who took him. And, uh, you know, I love me some Malkin. I, uh, let's see. Yeah, looking at his last 10 games, Zucker is at, uh, yeah, 3.8 expected goals, two actual goals. And, yeah, he, he's due for a tiny bit of, like, fantasy point regression. So, I like that. You know, Minnesota as a team – or, sorry, uh, Pittsburgh as a team is due some goddamn goal-scoring regression. I know I've said this for the last, like, six slates now, and it just hasn't happened. But their underlings are actually just ridiculously good, and uh, yeah. they're not scoring like it. So, maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, Jason Zucker, 4,500, a great way to test those waters, in my opinion. So how about your final guarantee goal at 4,300? Um, yeah, well, I, I got to be honest. Still kind of looking. <laughs> not, not a ton to love here. Um, Riley uh, Smith mind. went down you, you, a thousand since the yeah, last time I saw I, his that was That was one that I I did give him a look. I'm not going to – that was one that's on the radar. And then I was like, but you kind of took him in your stack. Um. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to land on someone here. Let me go back to the top and then just pick someone 43. Oh, what about Duclair? Didn't I do one last time though? I think eh, he's just not really uh, enough minutes in, yeah, in uh, Wait, Toronto's divisional games. Ryan O'Reilly 
in, in uh, Ryan O'Reilly has uh, what two goals per game and an assist and a half per game or something. That dude's crushing it in the division for uh, Toronto. I I just I'm definitely just not gonna pick him. Okay. Honestly, why don't I just go with the, the the way off the board pick? The guy that I'm I'm sitting here talking about. You talked about. Um, I don't want to say his name wrong. Danielle, uh, is it? How do you say it again? I said it once already, but Gush Gushkin Gushkin Daniel Gushkin. There you go, Gushkin. There it is. I I like I like I listened to you say it once, and I knew I like repeated it like a bird and now I'm sitting here like, how did I say that again? Um, yeah, he's, he's actually been really, really good and he's going to get a big role and he's going to score. Congratulations to him. These are fun. Wait, this, wait, wait, this, wait, 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 wait. Did they send Gushkin down? Oh my God. They did. Oh my God. God they did. I just saw that now. That's, <clears throat> that's so incredible. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. So sent down, comma, not going to pick him. Great. All right, hold on. Oh, what about, God. what about, I might just go up a couple hundred and pick someone. Let me just move Kevin on. LeBanc. Kevin LeBanc. Kevin LeBanc. Kevin oh. LeBanc. All right, LeBanc. You, you nice. want LeBanc. Yes. Bank. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, yeah. Let's get out of here. Um, let's, let's close this yeah, off. I got to, I got to finish the golf. Yeah, good luck to uh, everyone in the Master Streets. Um, good luck to our sanity as uh, we are trying to jam in these uh, golf uh, whatevers uh, tonight. And uh, that'll do it. So, DJ, uh, any final thoughts before we head out? Uh, no, just next. Good. You know, after, really after today, like just going to be really grinding as much as I can content-wise and everything for the Zamboni and the warm pup warm up. Um, so yeah, get in those streets if you can would love to see familiar faces 20 K to first for a season. Well, not season long playoff long NHL fantasy contest where I will tweet up some graphics, um, that they sent in emails and show what it's all about. If you have questions, let me know. But I think as people find out more about best ball, they realize just how nice it is to draft, you know, 150 teams you have no there's nothing you have to do with any of them you just draft them and they're ready to go they'll automatically put in your best lineups every week that's it yeah um i, I love the no management all right uh i am on twitter at fake moods djs at dj Undis mitchell 94 um and we are at morning skate pod uh, as our twitter handle dm any of those three, if you want to get in our Discord, uh, talk in golf and hockey and baseball and uh, whatever else, you know, uh, there's, there's different channels that are, you know, a bit less active. But uh, if you want to make them active, uh, we've got people that will uh, placate your desires. So that'll do it from us. Thank you all for listening. From Doug, from DJ, and from myself. Have a good sleep, everybody, and we will see you.